0: Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke-Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. It is indeed. We're actually going to talk about reality television because it's Monday, folks. We've been watching some reality. Later in the show, we're going to be talking about a... HBO Max original series entitled The
1: Great Pottery Showdown.
0: That's right. It's the Great British Baking Show plus pottery, folks. You're not going to want to miss this.
1: A.K.A. my new favorite show. I can't wait to talk about it.
0: Ashley loves it. It is a nice, soothing show. We'll talk about that a little bit. I also have Don't
1: You Forget, Don't You Dare Forget, Nicholas Maritato, that when we're talking about this show, I have a fun surprise for you.
0: Holy shit, that's right, because I left the room at the end of the first episode. I came back, it was over, and you looked at me and you said, Nick, you missed something big.
1: Yeah, and I was like, I can't wait to tell you about it on the pod.
0: Wow, I can't even believe I forgot about it. I should have put put that down on some sort of a piece of paper to remind myself. But yeah, guys, we're all in for a treat at the end of this thing.
1: Yeah, we got a big surprise. We've, we've been watching a lot of reality television. We're in our coping stage of our depression. Um, we've been watching Big Brother Season 2, loving it. Nick is, of course, we're watching Big Brother Season 22, Am I loving it? I don't know, but it does give me something to do. And Uh, so I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I would say that I was super jacked up on it because I wasn't watching much of anything else. Now that I've kind of spread my attention span, my reality attention span to some other shows, some retro shows, if you will, um, I'm less obsessed. I'm definitely not like catching up on like what happened every single day on the little feeds that we look at on uh, there's some recap feeds on on uh, Twitter and I like to just go through and, and anytime anything of note in a conversation happens in the house um, they report on it I like to usually go through and keep myself updated now I've kind of resigned myself to just like You know, uh, mid-morning, every morning, there's a couple of uh, podcasts that just tell you what happened yesterday on the feeds. That's, you know, it it takes about 45 minutes. I listen to it throughout the day. And that's how I'm getting. I'm no longer.
1: You're talking about our good buddy, Taryn.
0: Right. I'm no longer triple obsessed. I'm now just like double obsessed.
1: Same. And speaking of retro recaps, on our Patreon, we have been recapping um, the challenge season of the fresh meat, which is our first. Fresh
0: meat season of the challenge. What did I say? You said the challenge season of the fresh meat.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the fresh meat season of the challenge. It's season
0: 12, folks. I mean, uh, we're coming into season 36. So this was quite a long time ago uh, but yeah we have been doing that we drop those every Thursday we drop two episodes we drop two a week because each episode is uh, a half hour you can actually watch these on the CBS all access app they have like seasons 11 through 35 or something
1: or don't watch them just listen to our recaps and treat it like an audiobook. because we're at like episode 12 at this point so if you sign up for the Patreon it's five bucks you get two bonus episodes a month so you can go back you can binge all the ones we've been putting
0: out right and our bonus episodes don't forget Get are not our recap episodes because we just dropped a blowness episode. A bonus episode is just Ashley and I chit in the chat, shooting the shit.
1: Yeah, and apparently we're a little bit more ourselves. Yeah,
0: and our last episode is entitled Teeth, which we dropped a few uh, days ago. And it's just, it's not scary. It sounds like it could be scary for some reason because teeth just alone sounds scary. It's
1: chilling. No yeah. one wants to hear the word teeth,
0: but uh, what we just talked about, we ended up just talking about a whole bunch. of, Actually, had a dentist appointment. Uh, I, I have a story about uh, false teeth. It's it's a whole thing. So yeah. so get on over there. <laughs> we drop yeah. two of the regular episodes a month, the Blonus episodes, um, and then we also now have been doing once a week. We've been dropping two more episodes. So uh, basically, lot going on. we're
1: trying to say there's a bunch of content for you to binge for pa- five bucks.
0: Patreon.com forward slash Reality Blows, or just go to realityblowspodcast.com for all your Reality Blows needs. Make sure you're giving us five stars on the Apple Podcast app, and we love you for it. So, Ash, uh, big week this week or what?
1: Yeah, it feels like it's been a big week. I mean, our jobs have started back up at Kids and Comedy, so we're teaching kids stand-up again. We're back in the swing of that. I'm loving it, you know? I do feel like I, I, am-, I am personally... Um, I am being affected by lack of contact with other people from being in a pandemic like we all are. It's not, I'm not unique, but being able to teach these classes and be around um, kids and have like two hours of just straight up goofs. I mean, like, we're being goofy in class is really helping me stay a little bit. It's bringing some levity to my life, basically. And I wanted to tell you, I might have already told you this, but I just think it's such a funny story. But I, um, we, we have these assignments we send the kids home with. And last week, the assignment was to come in with three observations about the world. And like, that is just kind of like, look around, see what's happening in the world and make observations about it. Like, oh... Man, commercials, their side effects are always worse than the thing that they're treating. You right, know, stuff right. like for, that.
0: For pharmaceutical commercials.
1: Yeah, for pharmaceutical
0: a commercials. Classic kids and comedy premise.
1: Yeah, or just like observing the world. You know, Sleepy's, the mattress store, is always having a one day sale. You know, like what other observations are you making about the way the world works?
0: And, and other things than just commercials, too. I mean, some people actually come in with some sort of a hot political takes. These kids are smart.
1: Yeah, like buses have one good seat where the perfect butt print has been made over time. So you just got to find that, you know, things like that. They're looking around. They're making observations about the world. Well, one of my kids took make observations about the world quite literally and he thought i was talking about make observations about the world planet earth <laughs> and so he came in and he was like well i recently learned that earth is not the biggest planet in the solar system, okay? In our solar system, there's all these other bigger planets. It doesn't make any sense because they don't sustain human life. What, Saturn's a ball of gas and it's bigger than Earth? That's ridiculous. And they just started dunking on all the planets and calling them out for not being as cool as Earth and how upset he was that Earth was just kind of like a middle-sized planet.
0: Yeah, that's very funny to me.
1: I I laughed so hard, and every day since, I have thought about it and chuckled.
0: It's a very earthling like take to be like, "Hey, listen, we better be the biggest." Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, Uh, and uh, come on, you got humans. Come on. Now, did he like? Was it confirmed that uh, the student did think that you were talking about? world in a literal sense or or did they just make this observation you're like oh that's funny you you actually did make an observation about the world or or was he like listen i was thinking about earth all day and uh,
1: well he did finish it with like and that's the only observation i have about earth and i was uh, like okay (laughs) i was like okay that's very funny to me Um, yeah
0: yeah you know when you're a comedian it's eventually you run into a situation where you're like what the hell am i going to talk about yeah up there what am I going to write about? I need new material. How am I going to get it? And you, you sit down and you really do think about the things that you deal with in life. You're like, all right, uh, you know, I'm sitting in a coffee shop right now. Uh, I must have some hot takes on coffee. Ooh, hot takes on coffee. That's something. That's what it's like to be a comedian. But you, uh, I'm usually thinking in the micro sense. Right. I'm usually being like, hey, you ever notice a uh, Track jackets make that noise when you're walking around. Zip, zip, zip. Yeah. You ever then notice like,
1: that you can't find the right hanger for the clothes you're trying to hang?
0: Right. Rarely do I go to the macro, which is just like, I am on earth. Yeah. There are clouds. There's a core, a crust, a mantle.
1: You know it doesn't make sense to me? Hurricanes, okay?
0: Yeah. You're trying to tell me that the core is below the crust? <laughs> I hope it's got a cheesy feeling. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, you got to you have to really think. I, I, I appreciate this the way this kid is thinking about his comedy. Me too. What he's, is this kid about 10? He's 10.
1: Yeah, wow. he's 10. And he's very cool. Like he's like, you know, when you're talking to a kid that doesn't um, they' they don't know they're cool yet, but you're like, man, you're going to be cool. Like you just have like a kind of your cool haircut. He's got a cool haircut, but he's not he, he's not like full of himself because some kids who think they're cool will be like a little hoity. You know, this kid's just down to earth. He's making cool observations. He's being quiet. He might not be rich. I think that's what it is.
0: You know, I've noticed the kids that we've gotten that are like, "Wow, you're really cool." It's usually because they have like really nice clothes on, and they know, and they their parents put them together well as they walk out of the house. And Then you find out that they're very rich kids.
1: Well, I don't think he's rich. I think, well, who knows? I can't speculate on this. Can't speculate. You can't I speculate. I do. But you can't speculate on this can. kids. Um,
0: yeah, you know, um, I'm also teaching a couple of classes. I'm teaching a class that is new to me, sort of. It's a it's a class that has been uh, developed for this session and this session alone that I, I i assume we'll keep doing which i entitled the advanced class which was retitled the master class i didn't i couldn't really break it to my my bosses when they wanted to do that I'd be like i think that's like a it seems to be like an oprah thing like oprah's master classes and well, stuff Well, the master
1: class is its own branded content right like yeah to me, you sign like, up for master class subscriptions
0: so i'm like the master class i'm like we're not that we're not part of that affiliated no. but it's just like I'm not going to argue, you know, I'm at that point in my in my uh, pandemic 2020 where I'm just like just letting anybody do whatever they want. Yeah, I'm like, sounds great. Just sounds grading everybody. So um, I am teaching that. It's basically a bunch of uh, kids who have taken these classes for a while. They've moved up uh, a couple of levels and they uh, now really shouldn't be in classes with first timers because it's really hard to teach um, this particular thing, comedy. When somebody really has like, uh, you have one kid who's like, "Yeah, I've been doing this for four years," and you're like, "Wow, you're basically don't even need a teacher." And then the other kid is like, "I have never really seen stand up before." It's tough to teach it's both Im- it's of It's very kids.
1: impossible. It, it's it's not
0: impossible. I think it is. It's not impossible. Well, I, I think I do that it quite the kid
1: a bit, who's but. done it before doesn't get the full experience. Right. They I mean, suffer a little.
0: They suffer because, you know, you kind of want your peers to be almost better than you in some of this stuff, to kind of push you to write and try harder and uh, make more discoveries, uh, all that good stuff. So now we, I have uh, basically like 10 kids in a class who have done this almost as long as I've done this. Um, and so uh, it, it's not intimidating because I've been their teacher for most of the time. Um, and so I actually know all these kids. It's kind of fun. Um, but it, I am trying to like find ways to make what we do feel like some sort of a master class. Yeah. To talk about comedy in a way that isn't. Isn't a non-masterful way, which well, is ridiculous to me. Yeah,
1: you, I, I don't know if that is even possible, but I think what you gotta—the basically this is a masterclass because no beginners are in it, so it's yes. a masterclass by default.
0: Yes, but when you say that, it seems like if I was a, if they any of these kids were adults, and probably some of them think about it. I'd be like, man, eh, this sounds like a rip off. You know what I mean? Like uh, the reason know. why this is a master class is because you're in it. And it's just like, okay, what is this? A uh, Ponzi scheme? Like I, it feels, it just feels wrong a little bit. But uh, so far we've had a couple of classes and it hasn't been wrong. I mean, the kids have been great and we've had really uh, good classes, but it is interesting. I, I bring it up because um, it is allowed. I've just made some decisions for myself on how I'm going to teach this class. And one of them is uh, something that I, I rarely do. And you reminded me this of your pharmaceutical premise that you talked about, observations about the world, all of the different side effects. That is a premise um, for kids in comedy that I have received from a kid like who's been, come in with an idea. I would say I've been doing this for about six years. I would say twice a year. A kid comes in and goes, "Hey, I have this great idea," and then they do it, and it's that idea. Mm-hmm, you ever mm-hmm. notice like like uh, commercials for medicine have like crazy side effects, and then they go through all the side effects. I let that slide. I say, "Okay, you can come up with that independently. That's fine." I don't say that. I'm thinking in my head, but I'm like, "Let's see what you do with it," because you know, every you know, a million people talk about airline food but you know there's a million different takes on it. You know, people are still doing airport and uh plane jokes. So it's like there's room, you know, there's creative license, there's uh creativity, you know, you're we're all coming from a different point of view. Let's hear what this kid does with this premise. Usually it's the exact same thing. And I can't go, "Hey, listen, I have to stop you. What you did was really good and you came up with this independently and congratulations, but I've heard this a million times. That's a hard note to give like an 11-year-old kid yeah, who's trying. And hey, ca- guess
1: what? You're not unique.
0: <laughs> yes. So I usually let it slide, and it's not a problem. The only time I'll ever kind of make a note in that way is if somebody in that particular class also has a very similar or exact same premise or joke. So I'll be like, okay, well, I think we have to kind of move on from that idea because so-and-so has it, but in this class... I'm allowing myself to be like, I've heard it before. I think that's good. Which is I have finally given that note out. I can't tell you exactly what it was, but I finally did say like, oh, no, what I did was poke holes in a premise, which is something that I have not been able to do. Normally, when a kid comes in and it's just like funny, like immediately where I'm like, oh, that is funny. And then like I think about what they just said for like another 10 seconds. And I'm like. Yeah, but it doesn't really make any sense because of these things that we all know about the world. I don't normally give that note. I just am like, that kid came up with something funny. Let him, the, the parents deal with the fact that his premise is kind of flimsy. Here, I'm like, well, you know, it's, I, I've, I've given the note. I'm like, this is good, and I like where you're going, except, you know, the reason that happens is because of this thing. And so like your premise is destroyed just with thinking about it for like two seconds.
1: Wow. How different our classes are. Because I got to tell you, teaching the 10-year-olds, it's 90% being like, I like the energy you're bringing, but it really doesn't make that much sense. So let's break it down logically because the 10-year-olds will just come in with a wild premise, not based in reality. It's upside down. doesn't make any sense. And then you have to walk it back step by step to see what the heck they're talking about
0: right and um i i think this was a premise that would make sense but let's just say like uh it would be like something where you're like you know it's just like you ever notice when you're driving around and it's just like who opens the windows and it's just like you're like well i guess in your family you guys don't open the windows when you drive around you guys like listen like you like to or who listens to the radio yeah and then you're, you're like but it's like there are a bunch of people who listen to the radio. So I just want to let you know that like you're coming from this point of view and you don't realize it either. This isn't why you're trying to be funny. Like, You think that nobody listens to the radio when a ton of people listen to the radio. Now, that wasn't the premise, but that's kind of the notes that I'm giving, where I'm like, I got nothing else for you here. I've got no suggestions. I'm just going to let you know that like people, when they listen to this, because it's happening to me right now, is they're going to go, oh, that's kind of funny, but like I listen to the radio, and so does everybody else I know. It's just something that you don't do. And you're coming at it from a point of view that uh, like no one does this. And I think in some ways you can... Have a joke like that when like you the comedian knows that they're being goofy. This kid didn't know. This person's perspective was nobody does this one thing when like half the half the world does the one thing. It's just his family doesn't, and he's thirteen. He don't know. So I'm I'm able to give those notes. It's more stuff that you would like to say to a friend. I've noticed that is the notes that I'm giving to a lot of these kids because the thing is I'm not able to give them. The normal notes we give, which are normally like, okay, now it's like you need to come up with an act out. Like, you know, the things that we normally help the kids along with, they are, they come with it all done. So now it's like, what am I giving notes on? So I've also decided that I'm going to give this note. You ready for this one? This one's crazy. Yeah, let's and it. And I've broken this out in very rare occasions in a regular class with, with a lot of explanation afterwards because you'll see why. Here's the note that I'm ready to give. Okay, I get it, but it's, like, not funny. That is a note I'm I'm prepared to give in this class. Yeah. Because that is something that happens where it's just, like, you've done the work. It all makes sense. Why am I not blown away by this? And then the only answer is because it lacks comedy. You know what I mean? There, there is nothing here that will make anybody laugh.
1: That's so interesting that this is, like, New to you because that is, you're talking about the two notes I feel like I give the most. Because with the (laughs) 10 year old, let me just tell you,
0: no, you teach. A class from, like, basically sometimes 9-year-olds to, like, 12-year-olds.
1: Yeah. Well, they stop usually at, yeah, 12. 12, And and
0: I teach 13-year-olds to 17-year-olds. Yeah. So So you're trying to say you're harsher on the younger kids than I am on the older
1: kids. Well, it's like the younger kids don't have any grasp of the fundamentals. So maybe it's like you don't say those things because they're already sort of like digesting those concepts. Cause what I will get is a kid who will be like, um, you know, this is an example from this weekend where a kid's like something I don't like about zoom class is that a lot of times other students are late and we have to sit there and wait for them to sign on. And I think that we should be able to do something with that time. So like, if they're going to be late for like five to 10 minutes, then the teacher says, okay, you can work on your homework now, or you can read a book now. And so then I have to say like, oh, that's an interesting (laughs) premise. It's an interesting observation, but... Um, you, and you came up with a solution. You you said something you don't like. You know, the topic is Zoom classes. You put an emotion and an opinion to it. You don't like waiting for other students. You came in with the solution. Uh, maybe you should use that time for homework. Now, here's the thing. Homework is the logical thing here if you're the teacher, but it's not the funny thing. So, like, let's think of funny things you could do in that time. Like, maybe it, during that time, you rate the students who are late. You write a list of, of which ones your are favorite favorite or you talk about what you uh, now is your time to critique the teacher you write letters to the teacher something that is not what we would expect because we would expect the teacher to say okay now for the next five minutes you're going to work on your homework right so that's something I'll say with like well let's try and think of a funny thing here brainstorm funny things you could do with that five minute time block and then when it comes to like that doesn't make sense I'll just get kids who are like you know when you're doing your homework and then you have to like go get a pencil but then you go down into the office it's like everyone in your family has an office and so you're looking through the pencils and all you can find is pens and then the next thing you know your dog wants to go out and you're like no I don't want to take you out and then your mom comes in and your mom's like hey you have to take the dog out okay it's part of your chores and then you're like oh fine I'll take the dog out and you take the dog out and dog barks at the neighbor and you're like why are you don't like you don't like that one neighbor it's weird and then you bring the dog back and And then you look at your brother and it's just like, he doesn't have to do chores because he's in high school. That doesn't make any sense. And so then you have to be like, okay, what do you think you're talking about? And they'll be like, I think I'm talking about, um, you know, when homework and you're like, no, it sounds to me like you're saying that the distribution of chores in your house isn't fair. And then they'll be like, yes, that's what I want to talk about. So it's like having to like take right. like, well, you just gave us a minute of stuff we didn't need at all. So we have to trim that top down because it, 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 it's not really getting us anywhere. You know what I mean? I know
0: exactly what you mean. Okay. I, I, I've been there before. <laughs> I um, want to
1: tell you another kid thing before yeah, we move on. It. I just had one more kid observation, which is that um, when it came to like observations about the world, this kid was like, he's another 10 year old. He's like, I recently learned that, er, that um, art. Has like hidden meanings in it, and now I feel like I'm surrounded by like hidden messages. And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Take this picture of a truck, for example. <laughs> <laughs> it's got 13 crates on the back. Is this an unlucky truck? Maybe it got lost. It was going somewhere. It got stuck in North Carolina. I don't know. Like he feels like he's being haunted by hidden messages. That's kind of cool. I thought it was fun.
0: That's inventive.
1: um Do you want to hear some stuff that I've been going through? No. I had what? <laughs>
0: Boy, you were just ready for me to say yes. Of course, I want to hear.
1: Okay, I've got, I've got three topics. I've got. I'm disappointed with online board games. I've got. What, hold
0: on, you're just gonna go through, and I have to choose them. Yeah. Can we just hear a little of each? Sure. I'm, I'm interested in that. Go.
1: I'm disappointed with online board games. I, I feel like we've been in this situation long enough, AKA the pandemic, quarantine, et cetera, et cetera, where Parker Brothers should have really stepped it up. I mean, we play games, you and I play games like once a week with different people. I have my weekly board game night with my gals. But we, we end up playing usually Scattergories or Quiplash um, because that's really what there is to offer. Now, there's, there's a Clue app and I have with two different groups of friends have downloaded this Clue app and attempted to play. Boring as hell. I hear there's a Monopoly game that people seem to like, but it takes like 8 hours to play online. Is that true? Yeah. I'd there, like to try that. That's an option, but I just I find that there's been there was like in the beginning I was finding like, "Oh, they made this board game into an app. This board game has a website where we can play." But no one has tr- has really there's been there's been no new discoveries in this land of online board gaming and there should be and, and my specifically only,
0: board games though you're looking for
1: yeah i want to play board games with my friends my the only thing i can think of is that like they're like well if you want to play board games with your friends why don't you just play video games because there's a whole world of advanced role-playing video games you can play with friends i'm not looking for all that i'm looking for basic ass board games and i feel like developers haven't caught up with the fact that you know people can't play board games with their friends right now
0: i have a problem with board games today online you can't you sound like Andy Rooney from 60 Minutes. Whatever, Do you remember
1: him? I just think that like it's like, come on, developers. It's
0: like, come on, developers. Make it
1: interesting. You should see this Clue app. You it's, should see
0: the app for Clue.
1: It's four ninety nine, and it is dog doo doo. It is so boring. You
0: should uh, play uh, uh, Mafia.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea.
0: There's a you know, but that's other not
1: thing- a board game.
0: Yeah, but it's basically a board game, but you're just not using a board, and it's just you know an elimination style game. So you can play, you can play that. You can play. Uh, um, man, I've, I've watched some of this Sequester. Have you watched any of that? No, that? To show you. It's basically Big Brother online. Somebody like created it, and, oh, and it's yeah. gotten so big that people from like reality television have come and played like. You know, uh, games like either intermingled with the regular people. But, but is like, that
1: something you can play with your friends? I'm like, I got four no, girlfriends. You actually friends. have to
0: like sign up for a Patreon and like be a patron in order to actually get in like the drawing to play oh like a sequester God. game. I've watched a little bit of it. It's a little sad. It To me, it seems like these people are like half people who are like half obsessed with like watching this stuff and like half people who are like i'm gonna be on big brother so like this is good practice wow um it's very interesting i've it's it's less obviously a lot less fun to watch and also you have to like watch like six different cameras because they have constantly are in like I different breakout rooms. i don't want to watch anything
1: and- why are you pitching this as an idea to me i'm not i'm good with watching well, i'm just saying want to play this is
0: a game you could play i mean if you really want to sound like
1: you can play with your friends
0: Your friends all have to sign up. (laughs) And then we have to hope
1: we all get chosen at the same time. Well, I
0: think it's basically like a large, more intricate version of like a mafia style. I'm just
1: looking for Risk Online. Come on.
0: Nobody wants to play Risk Online.
1: I do. My friends do put it up there Some
0: tells me they don't want that board game and, it and they're hoping that you can't find a version of risk online that's so that just they don't you have to play it
1: you i've already i've already accepted in this relationship that you don't like two fundamental things i enjoy in life which are board games and the beach and i have i have offloaded that responsibility to my friends and they like it they like board games
0: what about the beach
1: some of them like the beach.
0: Some of them. Mm-hmm. Well, why aren't they looking for board games? Why are you the one that is left to figure everything out?
1: I will say it's not me. I'll say that we've all looked and Monopoly was found and then tried out and and reported back that like we can play Monopoly. But heads up, it takes a really long time, like longer than the regular board game.
0: Yeah. Well, you should check that. You know, you have Steam and you have yeah. the Jackbox Games thing where you're playing. What's that? Quiplash? Quippy. There is a million games on there that you could play. You should check it out. You should we should check played, through Steam.
1: We played Quiplash last night with our group of- uh, We did. We did. It was fun. Our game friends.
0: I enjoy Quiplash. It's good. You just basically write little jokes. You get prompts. You write little jokes. It's fun.
1: I, I'm kind of a little bit- I'm a little tired of our group's brand of Quiplash, though.
0: Oh, yeah? Explain.
1: Well, it's really just like name a genital, name a disgusting well, bodily well, so, function. So we should,
0: for folks who haven't played Quiplash, you basically get like a prompt or like a fill in the blank or like a question. And then It'll everybody be like, on their phones have to sort of answer it anonymously. And then uh, people will go head to head with their answers on the question. And then everybody gets to vote on which one they like. The person at the end of three rounds wins. So. Be like,
1: worst name for a restaurant that serves rabbit. Stuff like that. Yeah. And then you like make up names like yes. hippity hoppity cafe or whatever. Right, right. And then everyone picks and they vote. But ours has, uh, ours we, we've created a group think that has just slowly been boiled down to you name a genital, you name a bodily function, and then you throw in a word <laughs> from the prompt.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I mean, I don't mind that as long as it makes me laugh. I, I actually am sick of the callbacks on all of them. There seems to be like uh, a few people who like to just say the same answer for every question.
1: Yeah. Well, the callbacks are not getting rewarded.
0: Like, people not. aren't, yeah.
1: aren't no one ever, every now and then we all laugh at a callback, but I will say 90% of the time no one votes for the callback. So, whoever keeps insisting to do the callbacks, and by the way, I don't know who anyone is because everyone's always changing their name.
0: Yeah, we had you, like- change your, you could change your, like, a handle on there. Yeah. I, I like the game. It's fun. It's a little tired of a thing. We've done, I mean, we've been doing it since, you know, April or whatever, so it's, it's enough of that. I mean, we don't do it as much as we were doing it, but... I'm ready for a different style game. Uh, we were playing uh, Scategories for a little bit. That's kind of fun. We should bring that back. Yeah, but there's other games. Like, I mean, there's enough people in this crew to play like a mafia. Do you know what I that mean? That is like, true. I do... The problem is, here's the problem: why we can't really play mafia with the gr- group? It's because of you and I and um, you know a couple other people in our group have two people in the same room and you really, yeah. they'd have to play as like one person or they'd have to be in different rooms because it like is a lot of honor system like close your eyes, like, yeah. you know, and open your eyes if you're this person and then you'll see this and then the people who are dead close their eyes, blah, blah, blah.
1: I so- had the most fun playing that game in real life at The Daily Show because it was being like produced into – um, someone some production company like five years ago was trying to turn it into a um, a month a, a weekly show on a network where they were gonna have comedians and celebrities play mafia or werewolves. Um, and then the audience, America would watch. Um, It did not get greenlit as a television show, but they did have like a pilot presentation at The Daily Show. And I got like a hundred bucks to go play one Friday night. And I had the most fun. It was the most epic game I've ever played was one round of this where... And I I ended up winning, came down. I ended up winning, came down. But it was, um, gosh, riveting. And I've never played again. So now I'm like, let's do it, dude. We only have one person on the thing one group of people in the a couple we can split them up we'll split them up
0: us we'd be we could be in different rooms babe we're in
1: different rooms all the time
0: (laughs) (laughs) we do have the ability to stream on different yeah On different devices. Let's,
1: can we play that, please? Yeah, Will I you, would love to play. Sequo- can you uh, be in charge called, of that? Werewolf or whatever the fuck. Mafia, werewolf, Mafia. whatever. Mafia. I want you to be in charge of that. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to tell you about was yesterday I went into Brooklyn to see my friend Natasha, desperate need for a social distance hang. And um, it was great. I loved it. I We really had a blast. And, and you know, um, if you listen to last week's episode, we talked about how we were in Bushwick, how people weren't really wearing a mask as much. Well, in Fort Greene, everyone's wearing a mask. So that was really, um, that was comforting. But we just had the best time. We walked around, we had a couple drinks at an outdoor patio, you know, just loving every second of it. Okay. Now, before I got, before I met up with her, I drove there. And when I got in the car, um, my phone synced up to the car and immediately started playing a podcast, um, what's it called when you ju- a podcast pilot that Natasha and I had recorded a year ago? Now Natasha and I have tried to do multiple podcasts that have never seen the light of day. Was
0: this "Let's Get Sketchy"?
1: No, "Let's Get Sketchy" was our first um, podcast that we did at the Creek in the Cave that never got greenlit. That was about sketch writing and comedy sketches, um, which was a fun podcast. Unfortunately, listening back to that, we we didn't sound like we liked comedy that much. It was very quiet voices that we were having. We had NPR lady yeah,
0: voices. Uh-huh. And then uh, what I do here is I write a joke. Yeah, it was uh-huh. a lot
1: like that. And then this podcast pilot was called Welcome to Our Friendship, where we were just going to talk about like our our friendship being based in like exploration of our creative selves because usually when natasha and i get around we're talking about our creative lives which is very um which is a great relationship to have and this podcast pilot popped on we recorded it last year and it's it was so fun to listen to i listened to it all the way to meet up with natasha because i will say the first like 20 minutes of it is a normal podcast and then i pause because i got to look something up and you, were, you edited this because I go like, hey, Nick, you got to cut this part out. Um, and then you hear Natasha be like, we're going pretty fast, aren't we? And I'm like, yeah, we're going pretty fast. Let's slow it down. She's like, okay, let's slow it down. And then she's like, oh, I meant to tell you about this thing. And then for the next 40 minutes, we just have a conversation about things that we keep saying we have to cut out. Like it's like we're like having a private conversation with each other. Like I guess when we paused, we didn't fully ever come back into the podcast mindset because now like the next we keep bringing up topics. We're like, oh, I wanted to tell you about this thing. And then it's like, oh, but you know what? Hey, Nick, you should probably cut that out. Cut that out. Cut that little part out. So we're having this private um conversation with each other and it was just really delightful so
0: did i cut those things out
1: no because this is like the raw form
0: oh so you
1: might you probably did and then emailed it to us but this is just what i had recorded on my phone it was like a voice memo
0: now was that itself and funny to listen to i loved it you should release it.
1: No, I don't. I think because we're talking like like people are being brought up that I don't think either one of us would want them to hear it.
0: Mm, okay. I think this is fun. I would listen to that. You would? Yeah, I would.
1: Okay. Well, she wanted me to send it to her. So I'll send it to her and I'll be like, hey, if you like this, let me know and we can talk about putting you it out You should release
0: it and you should release it with some sort of commentary. Some, yeah. Some video commentary of it where you guys listen together and then you stop it and be like, here's what I meant by that.
1: Yeah, that could be fun.
0: There you go. I Boom. like that. Boom, an idea. An idea is born. Should okay.
1: we should we jump into reality television?
0: Sure. Uh, who cares about our break?
1: Do you need to take a break? I would I, like to make I some don't want coffee. Him.
0: What? I want to make some coffee. You have, do you have enough time for that? Yeah, I do. You, I know you have. Uh, what do you got going on today?
1: I have my um, accountability meeting.
0: But like this one's very special. It's our one year anniversary. What is the accountability meeting again? Remind me.
1: You basically show up and it's like a bunch of people and then you go, these are the things I want to work on this week. And then everyone goes, oh, OK, cool. Um, do you need any help with that thing? And you go like, nah, not really. And then they go, OK, well, um, something I did when I tried to do this is I researched this thing and then you go oh that's cool i hadn't thought about that and then next week you go i didn't do this or i did this you're just touching base with a group of people
0: okay well you got to make that so i guess we'll take a break here we'll come back and uh we'll talk about some reality television
1: i, I hope the ste- i
0: hope the steam isn't gone
1: i need coffee
0: i hope the steam ain't gone come on that's always the chance we take the
1: steam's always there
0: Ridic- actually i've decided i do not like to take our break i just want to keep going but actually likes to take our break for some reason so we're gonna take it We're going to take it now. Um, Stick around. We're going to talk about a a myriad of uh, reality television. We're back. Yes, we are indeed. So, we're here to talk about a few reality television shows. Let's talk with my
1: new favorite
0: you want to talk about your new favorite which, which one's that
1: i want to jump right into it is that okay or do you want to Go talk ahead. about the fluff you've been watching
0: i'll talk about the fluff later you can talk about what you got
1: we watched a show called the great pottery throwdown on hbo max like Nick we're maxing said, right now we're, we're maxing and
0: relaxing
1: well Nick signed up for the free trial and then forgot to cancel so we gotta get our
0: money's worth that's how I'm subscribed to most things I am like free trial ooh I even set like an alarm and a date yeah, on my phone to cancel. and I still can't get it done honestly with HBO Max there's enough stuff that warrants at least one month for this because uh, we're interested in this we watched that show Hot Dog I'm not really thrilled with that I probably won't go back to that but we did watch class that class action park people are talking about raised by wolves I am I'm interested in Lovecraft um, country. There's a lot of things on this dang network. As a matter of fact, they got Alan Partridge. They got all of the Alan Partridge series. If you guys know Steve Coogan's character, Alan Partridge, it's a British thing. It's very funny. I've never seen most of the series because they haven't been available here. You know what? Max is nice. I like the Max. And as you all know, I believe I said it last week. I signed up because I wanted to see the Jetsons.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: And so I watched the first episode of The Jetsons as well.
1: I forgot to tell you that Joelle, a dear friend of mine, used to go to Action Park, win a few times.
0: Wow! Yeah, as a kid, she said
1: it was the most fun. She was like, it was the best. It was. She was like, it was like a nonstop adrenaline rush the whole time you were there.
0: And which? What was her favorite attractions?
1: I think she said the cliff, the cliff jump. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a very popular one.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Is that the one where you're swinging on the rope and people call you a pussy if you don't swing off of no, it? No,
1: that's just the, you jump off the cliff oh, into okay. the pool.
0: Oh, oh you yeah. just, just, like, mm-hmm. free fall <laughs> for, <Crazy. laughs> for a
1: big uh, amount of time. Yeah, my
0: sister's boyfriend, Chris, also used to go to uh, Action Park and said it was uh, insane.
1: Yeah, she we, liked it a lot.
0: I, I am too young, I think, for it.
1: I feel weird. I keep bringing this thing up to people who have grown up in New Jersey and I'm like, oh, it seems so, it seemed like a fun park. But then you have to be like, yeah, and then people died.
0: People and, die. and that's like mm-hmm. part
1: of the documentary, mm-hmm. and so I feel like I should stop being—I'm fangirling over the park because I find it very interesting. You know what? Just
0: fangirl over HBO Max.
1: I will. That's what I'll do. You're, fix right. It. You're right. You're right. Because I'm not fangirling over death by no, any means. By any not means, you, not me. Never. A lot me. of people
0: are though. People like those death podcasts now.
1: What? What's a death podcast? You
0: know, the podcasts in which people are like, you know, murderers and serial oh, killers. Oh, right. Yeah,
1: that's never been up my alley. I'm not into that. I'm not into any you true know, that's crime. That's Action
0: Park is. It's all death.
1: I'm not into true crime. I'm not into death, murder, serial killers. Seems does like not you are. Does not interest me. Does Seems not. Seems like it does. <laughs> in fact, when I just went downstairs to get our coffee.
0: Oh, was my grandmother watching a disgusting procedural?
1: <laughs> yeah. Someone's dead, and it's a woman. Can you believe he it? He ate
0: her nose. <laughs>
1: Just yeah. a friend crying. We were supposed to go to a concert this weekend. <laughs> That's that show. They're always supposed to go to a concert. Well,
0: you know, tis the season. We are in October now, so I, I feel like I'm almost more accepting of uh, grotesque brutality. Uh, in the, I'm trying to find things to watch. I threw it out to our group yesterday, to utter silence. Uh, what should we watch? One of our friends, Steve, uh, suggested something, but I was so blown away by the 10 seconds of silence where nobody wanted to have the what are you all going to watch for a Halloween uh, spirit uh, conversation that when uh, something was suggested to me, I was like, huh? All right. And I just didn't even write it down. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, this is what we watch is maybe the absolute opposite of of, uh, that sort of a vibe. The pottery, great pottery throwdown. So
1: basically, let me give you the little synopsis on HBO Max. Um, Seeking to unearth Britain's best home potter. Each season of the series follows 10 potters as they forge fantastic creations in a competition style format. At the conclusion of each episode, one Potter faces elimination after the judge's scrutiny and review for the chance to become Potter of the Week. The top-rated program has received high praise, being hailed as beautiful and mesmerizing by The Guardian and endearingly human by The Telegraph. The series is produced by Love Productions, with seasons one through three originally airing on the BBC and Channel 4.
0: So we're dealing with one of those classic... It's new to us, but everybody else has been in on it for a couple of years. Yeah,
1: the season we watched, we watched the first episode of season one. That's from 2015. Um, And as soon as we started watching this episode, we saw it was done by Love Productions. And we're like, wait a minute, that's the great British Bake Off production company.
0: That's not how it occurred to me. I was just looking at the show, and I go, this has great British Bake Off vibes. This must be the same company.
1: I saw Love Productions, and I was like, oh, that's the great British Bake Off. And then the format is exactly the same, except for substitute um, Carby treats with pottery wheels.
0: Pottery wheels and pottery pots. Um, I like that they're called potters. I never knew that before this. Really? That a pottery person was called a potter. Never, never, never. What
1: did you think they were called? Clay
0: masters? Just a guy who makes pottery. A
1: potter. You never heard anyone called no get a Harry a potter.
0: potter? I've heard of Harry Potter. Why wow. would I have known that?
1: Wow. A-
0: a- ask yourself that, Ash.
1: A painter, a potter? I just thought it was like you know people who paint are called painters. Yes. Okay. I just thought it was along the same well, lines.
0: I don't are these are these people called are these people potting?
1: Yeah, they make pots.
0: No, they 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 do pottery.
1: They do pottery. Okay,
0: so it's not they're not potting, so they're not potters.
1: But people do paintings or painters. Listen, Listen, anyway, all right. What I think is interesting, along the same lines as what you're saying, I didn't know that there was such a thing as a home potter. I didn't know that meant like a amateur, being called a home potter because they they call people home potters a lot on the show, and they do it enough where I'm like, oh, that's like a saying that that's like a common thing. That's to like hear. a common
0: dig in England. Home this potter. He's a friggin' home potter. blimey
1: so it's just like the great british bake-off but there is a sexual element to it where they like to comment on people's squishes and hand gestures a lot which they don't do on the baking show i want to
0: blame the movie ghost forever you can't make pottery without making it sexual now that's because of the movie ghost and uh so thank you uh for that but Um, you know, uh, yeah, there, there, there was, I would say a good portion of the beginning, the first half of this first episode where they were making cheeky jokes about, you know, the, the, the sensual nature that is potting.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I bet you're good at that. Ooh, that's something you're familiar with that hand motion. I'm
0: sure most of you seen great British baking show. It really took the nation uh, by storm when that dropped on, uh, US TV And uh, if you like that, you're going to like this, because not only is the format quite similar, but the hosting is also similar. And I'm talking about judges and hosts, folks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's talk about judges first. There are two judges, much like uh, the baking uh, version. Um, And uh, one judge is kind of like a quirky... uh pottery lady she's a sculptor she seems to do more avant-garde um artistic things that wind up in museums and the other person is just like that dude who's kind of mean on the uh great british baking show he's a little mean to them
1: kate olivia malone is a British studio potter ceramic artist and judge so she makes large sculptural vessels and rich bright glazes and it seems to be from the little snippet that they showed us in the beginning of the show she makes a lot of things inspired by nature so it was like a lot of blossoms and plant type things and then Keith Brimer Jones he is the mean one he's a British potter and ceramic designer known for his homeware and retro lettering and punk motif I didn't know that.
0: Well, his hair is kind of punk.
1: He is balding, and he calms everything forward into spikes that shoot out over his forehead.
0: Yeah, it's like a comb forward.
1: It's very very interesting. It's like a devil lock, you know, from um, Misfits, but instead they shoot out, and they're upright.
0: Uh, Yeah, and he's got a bit of an attitude on him. He's got guess. a bit of a tood on him. Now, now also, there is, uh, those are the judges, but the host of the show who walks around and makes little cheeky comments Sarah to Cox. Is, I guess her name is Sarah Cox, but she is very much like uh, the hosts over on that Great British Baking Show, um, where- um, Not as annoying, though. Not as annoying, but making little jokes here and there, you Yeah, know. I
1: bet your wife likes it when you
0: do 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 so uh yeah like f- it feels very familiar and uh i i uh appreciated it i would say i wasn't jacked about watching this show but while i was watching it i decided that uh yeah i do like the show i'd like to continue
1: i'm so into it i can't wait to keep watching it i'm gonna watch it without you is that okay that's okay okay because i don't think uh, your plate is so full um with television that you're My watching pot is very full right it, your pot overfloweth with television shows and um i'm really hey, just watching room for more. big brother and so i'd like to add this to my arsenal but um when we were watching it and, and we're also learning little tips little pottery tips um and then when we were watching it nick you were like you should pot you should be a potter
0: i did i did say that
1: and i was like babe how do you know about my potting past
0: and i was like i don't
1: And you were like i just was putting one and two together to make pot <laughs> one and two together to
0: make pot you know that old phrase one
1: and two together to make a pot you so eat yeah soup out of. i just
0: kind of feel like ashley needs this i mean this is something we actually did not bring up but ashley bought this little cookie jar that you put your phone in and uh you hide your phone away
1: it's called a kitchen safe maybe you've seen the social dilemma where the family locks their phones into the little kitchen safe for dinner i bought mine before that but it's the same one it's the exact same thing it's and the
0: one where the girl takes like a hammer and smashes cracks it, up. it Open. To like steal her phone back
1: the social dilemma on netflix i'm sure you've all seen it and you're talking about it with your loved ones
0: so uh, ashley bought one for her phone so that she could take long breaks basically you just plop this in this little cookie jar this little see-through cookie jar and then you turn the dial for however long you want to keep this safe and uh, you uh, hit the button and you can't open up this thing until that thing is done. And you can do that for days if you yeah. want. Um, and uh, Ashley's been periodically putting her uh, phone in this cookie jar. And I think uh, a lot of it is due, and I feel the same way, and I'd like to possibly use this as well, is, is due to the fact that the anxiety that our phones give us um, and, and just the general anxiety uh, around the world right now. And um, this pottery show feels to be a sort of an anecdote to that a bit right
1: yeah you yeah
0: and, and that's why i looked at you and i said you know i want i think ashley should go a bit deeper here i think she should be a potter herself well and that's why i suggested it to
1: you and i have like um a history of being a teenager who was who threw pots we all have
0: histories of being teenagers who threw,
1: a teenager who threw pots on the old wheel so I was taking clay and I was putting it on there and I was molding it into my own creation. I
0: love this term, throwing what? pots. Yeah. Like, it you like all of means. the terminology. I like jargon.
1: You like you do like jargon. Well, you're, if you're working on a wheel, you're throwing a pot.
0: It's crazy, man. They, they do make pottery seem as though it's not like for old ladies. Pottery is
1: awesome. They, they
0: make it seem like it's cool.
1: Now, I'm going to tell you something. You Don't get jealous. Oh, no. Don't get jealous. My friend, Chandra, who you've met.
0: Yeah, I love Chandra.
1: In, in college, she went to um, University of Asheville in North Carolina. And it's a mountain town. Now, North Carolina has a rich history of um, potters. And it's specifically artisanal, sort of a traditional potting that happens in North Carolina. Mm. And she uh, dated a guy there. Who was uh, came from a long line of potters, mm-hmm. and he ended up, you know, buying a farm out in the middle of nowhere and creating this pottery studio. And is a rich man out in the out in the wilderness, just throwing pots, selling them online. People go f- go uh, far and wide to get his pots. Where was I supposed to be jealous? Sounds like the perfect man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was implied.
1: Living out in the wilderness on a farm, making stuff with his hands every day.
0: Okay, so basically we watched a show. It's an hour. We had to get ready for our little Zoom, so I had to uh, our little game night last night. So I had to kind of leave and uh, go set up all the equipment and stuff like that and blah, blah, blah. So I couldn't watch like the very end of this. I came back during the credits of the thing. I didn't see who got eliminated. um, And Ashley told me, that something crazy happened and i was like what and then she was like you missed it and i was like tell me and she was like i'm gonna save it for the podcast
1: so the show was made up into three parts there was this big overarching project which was to create five nesting bowls so five bowls that could fit in each other um, that was the big overarching project that everyone would be judged on at the end. The other two little projects were to create handles for a set of cupware that was a traditional cupware and a set of modern cupware, like mugs, create handles for those two. They were judged on that. And then a quick um, a, a quick round of making little egg, what were those called? Egg holders, egg pots. It was just like a a skill test that I've never seen before. I found it interesting. You basically have a big lump of clay, and without stopping the wheel, you just are trying to create as many egg holders out of that one lump as possible. Yeah, you just
0: like keep molding and plucking these things off. It was pretty awesome.
1: It was cool, and so, but really, we're just we're here to see these uh, five nesting bowls get judged, right? Right, Nick. Oh, of course. And we, you know, throughout the show, there was issues, some cracked you know, in the different stages. I have no idea how
0: many times you have to cook these things in the kiln. It's crazy. You do a
1: bake, you do a bisque.
0: Basically what you do, for those who are not going to watch it, basically what you do is you mold the clay into what you want. You put like some designing grooves in it if you'd like. Then you put it in a kiln. Well, you let it dry. You let it dry. Then you put it in a kiln. The kiln like evaporates all of the water to harden it. Uh, for a little bit you take it out then you put all the decor on it yeah then you shape it then you then you have to glaze it Mm -hmm. glazing apparently is a huge part of that then you throw it back in the kiln Mm -hmm. uh to uh come out all ready. and the whole big deal here is if you don't do things really precisely things are a little wonky the way that you're shaping it you may wind up with a big fat crack in your ceramic pot
1: and we saw some cracks
0: we did we saw some cracks saw some people filling some cracks it was uh film a cracking it was uh all over the place so while
1: this is happening um while they're doing the judge the judging you know that that guy keith is really giving it to people
0: yes you know Keith is giving it to people. we expected
1: more from you than this Pump and Rock Keith and um you know with your skill set this should feel a little bit more inspired and stuff like that he's really given it to people And then, do you remember the pots that um, the woman made where she put the pattern from her grandmother's dress around? I do. I do. He gets to her, and he's looking at the pots, and he starts crying. What? This man starts crying, and no one knows what to do. And they're like... uh,
0: Earlier, he said that sometimes just the shape of a pot might bring him to tears
1: they they're like keith is what's going on and he's like i just i'm so overwhelmed they look so good you did such a good job crying this man and he's like and and you were so nervous and these pots are beautiful you did such a good job and then he he wept and there was just kind of everyone's like looking around and then everyone kind of accepts it and and it was just a beautiful moment on the show wow and it was really wonderful she humbled the giant who went home the lady who you know S-
0: spoiler who? the lady who had like uh wonky pots
1: yeah the lady who was no good <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who she, was like
0: she couldn't make a shape of a pot
1: she was having issues she was like late she,
0: she wrote like this one's good like on the bowl yeah like yeah. the bottom
1: of the bowls was like this one's wobbly yeah, this one she, has a she, bent edge she was more
0: uh she was more artsy than the rest
1: yeah uh, it came down to her and the white guy with dreadlocks yeah because they were like he like gave up like his bowl got a crack in it and then he was just like over it and that's yeah. not a cool attitude yeah when it comes to potters that's not a cool attitude that's not a
0: cool attitude. you want to finish it
1: you want to finish it and yeah. so um came down to those two but she ended up going home just because of uh skill wow. skill set oh, that's interesting but i'm signing up for pottery classes so that's going to be my new thing wow so, yeah pretty excited
0: right before that we ended up uh we watched um on hbo max as well you know the app calm k s-e-a-l-m calm Mm -hmm. calm Mm -hmm. uh where it's just basically like you know calming uh noises for you to go to sleep
1: yeah it's a thing that i think it's like a mindful based app where they're trying to get you to like meditate
0: and breathe deep they have a series on hbo max where it's just like calming images with like uh, narration from calming voices from hollywood lucy lou lucy lou is the one that we watched or the one that i watched uh, like and it was like just people swimming around a reef like it was
1: incredible i loved it, it, it. Was
0: nice we
1: kind of thought we were like we could talk about this on the pod it's kind of a it's a reality type thing but it it's real up, it ended up just being sort of like um, a very comforting warmth you don't learn anything which was my only issue with it yeah. it wasn't like you're learning facts about sea life it's more of just like do you hear that those are the sounds of the sea
0: i mean it was nice though it's it's it seems like people who like to go to sleep with the television on, like, this is the show for, is you. for you. This is for you,
1: yeah. Stop falling asleep to crime procedurals. Right, right. Start right. falling asleep to calm.
0: So, um, yeah, I mean, I have jumped into a uh, a, a wild uh world of ama- the amazing race, Ash.
1: Um, I'm shocked that you did this without discussing it with me. Well, because TBH. I can't, you know,
0: much like this pottery show, like, we need our own things. I can't, because w- the problem was... I started watching season two of Big Brother because I watched season seven and I'm like, oh, I'm in on these old big brothers and you didn't have time for that. You were just not having it for the first all star. So I was like, fine. But I got kind of uh, into um, interested in a couple of the characters they brought back on season uh Seven. And so I went back to season two where a few of those characters began and I watched like the first two episodes and then you walked into the room and started watching it and you were like, this is interesting. And I'm like, do you want to watch this with me? It's pretty easy. I'll catch you up with happens. And you're like, sure. And now it's you and I watching season two. But that means when you're off doing the things that you do, and I have a little time on my hands, I can't just pop on season two. That's a rough so, life. <laughs> so what I had to do was start something independent of that. And I did not want to start, couldn't start a survivor. You would no. Upset. Oh
1: my God. I
0: didn't want to have three big brothers going at once. So there was only one uh, show left on the CBS uh, uh, platform that I was interested in, and that is The Amazing Race, which I had never watched any of. Um, I watched The Amazing Race. I'm like uh, three-quarters of the way through like season five. I did the same thing that I did with Survivor and with Big Brother when I was talking about watching retro seasons of it, where I just Googled seasons ranked, And then I find the most reputable source, and I looked, and the one that uh, number, the number one, or or so, basically somebody put it in a tier system, and on top tier number one was season five, and so I just popped on season five, and I'm watching it, and I'm and I'm enjoying it thoroughly. I would say it it comes easily in third place, uh, behind Survivor Big Brother, then. The amazing race as far as excitement and 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 really interest it's not necessarily excitement because big brother there's rarely anything going on that's exciting uh i mean these people are like running around and they're like in chicago and they're like we got to get to india now i mean that's more exciting than somebody like sitting in a hot tub with somebody and being like you me bunky can't you know <laughs> counting uh votes the alliances. and the alliances uh, but for us in our purposes that is more fun for me but the amazing race and i and i feel like this must happen a lot on this podcast is that me and you like we call ourselves a reality television podcast but our knowledge of reality television does not um it's span, very
1: superficial and it's
0: not it does not span all of reality so we're not like we just don't know as much so like we're here like talking about like the eco challenge yeah and we're been like oh the eco challenge it's like the Eco Challenge is just a steroided version of The Amazing Race. And I, and I feel like somebody who has seen The Amazing Race would have been like, oh, it's like The Eco Challenge, but they're like taking it, it, it or it's like Amazing Race, except they're like taking it serious. Mm. Um, not that these people don't take it serious. So basically what this is, you watch a couple episodes of The Eco Challenge with me. Yeah. The Amazing Race is the exact same show. If they were, instead of just, you know, um, instead of the laborious effort that it takes to, you know, paddle yourself 11 miles, they just have like 40 bucks and they have to figure out whether or not they're going to take a cab or a train to the next checkpoint. And it's basically the exact same thing. The last person to get to the checkpoint is eliminated. And then at the end of this whole deal, one team wins. What's more interesting also is like, I would say that the teams are less feel good. And way more, like, reality TV. So it's just like, you know, you got a mom, like, a Christian mom and, like, a, and a daughter who's kind of, re- like, re- like, rebelling, who's a team. You have, like, a divorced couple. Who's trying to make it work again as a team? You have a newly engaged couple. Are they going to survive this whole thing as a team? So the interpersonal relationships between the team is probably 50% of the enjoyment you'd get out of watching this show.
1: Now, I'm pretty sure I've told you this before, but um, you know Sarah's brother, Joseph, and his wife, um, whose name's escaping me at the moment, they were on that that HGTV show? What was Yet, it?
0: Uh, changing changing spaces or right trading spaces. trading
1: spaces okay so they were on that show they got to the last round of casting for the amazing race
0: they must have been they would have been like the feel-good couple
1: they got to the last cat the last round it was like them and another couple and they got told that they work too well together
0: yeah they were like you
1: guys just problem solve too well together and you seem to get along so we... oh, I
0: mean, there are in this season five, which it looks like to be about like 2000 or 2000, somewhere around there. Um, There is like people I mean, there is like a couple of like the engaged couple, like spoiler alert, they get eliminated like an episode 12. And they're like the woman's like, yeah, I can't. I don't like this guy anymore. What? Yeah. Like on the show, like you can tell they may have talked about it in like the 12 hour car ride as they realized they were going to be last. But it was just like, yes, yeah, it's just, like I'm like way competitive and this guy like doesn't care. Like, I wanted, like, 110% on this the whole time, and he's, like, t- treating this like a vacation, and it's just, like, not my vibe. Like, we're not going to, we're not going to.
1: They're get- not going to get married? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I my mean, God. I mean,
0: it's pretty wild. Um, It's fun. I would say that, like, it's really repetitive, and I, I would assume that, like, maybe when you get into, like, the teens on the seasons, I don't know how far it went, because I know it's coming back in like next week and i'm gonna start watching it and i think you should watch it too it'd be something Mm. that we can talk about on the show because it is fun to watch and i imagine what they're gonna do with it you know there was a season like about a year ago what they did was um they brought a bunch of people from survivor and big brother on the show and you know janelle is on the show and so is like i think nicole franzel or whatever Um, And that was like the beef that started in this beginning BB-22, like the first like out of the house beef where like Janelle was having issues with a bunch of people based on some bullshit that like their friends oh, did yeah. on the show so um i'm actually interested and once i finish this i may just pop on that one just to see what like the most current season I see is like. yeah we can watch it together great but um it's funny it's it's repetitive you know it's like um you know like at first when they're like they start in in they start in uh in new york city in like central park and they're like Yeah. Like you have like 12 hours to get yourself to London. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like go like they get like a they get just some money and you're not allowed to use any of your own money. Yeah. Um, They get some money and it's just like, okay, like you only have this amount of money till the next checkpoint. You don't know when that's going to be like when you get out of the cab, like you're going to have you know, when you get off the plane, you're going to have to get to your destination. It's not right there. So like, are you going to spend this money on a cab ride to JFK or are you just going to take the subway? The subway will take double the amount of time. You're not going to make this certain flight, but you're going to have so much more money for when you get up. So it's like those type of choices. But the problem is, like, after, like, episode 12, when they're, like, like, in Rome and they have to get to, like, Turkey, you know, it's just like they're running around doing the same thing. Like, I got to take a cab or I got to take a plane or I got to take a this or I got to take a that. And there is some, like, fun reality TV shit, like, there is this couple here, um, who are two, uh, you know, life partners, they're two gay men, older men, and they're on here, and this is from years ago, so, like, their opening statement was, like, we want to show, like, America, like, how, you know, you know, like, how unthreatening gay men are, like, we, you know, we don't want, we, you shouldn't be afraid of us, like, we are loving, just, I joked on myself. Just like everybody else. It's getting worked up. Um, And then they become the villains. What? They like are so cutthroat trying to keep the lead. Like the mother and the daughter, they like rough them up. Like no. So they can't make a bus. Like What? Yeah. It's like they don't rough them up, but they like – gunk up the works like trying to get while they're trying to like board a plane so that they won't make the plane like because they they got the last tickets and they're like fuck it like we're gonna go stand in their way so they can't make the plane (sighs) it's like a pretty intense moment for this type of a show so there is fun stuff like that that you don't get to see like on like a travel show that's like really just this is this is fucking Survivor, But if it, like you weren't you weren't on an island, you're 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 on a bunch of different islands trying to race. So it's like there are shit. There is shittiness to be had, which I love messiness. I love pettiness. I love shittiness.
1: Do they have smartphones? No. Do they have phones at all?
0: Nope. Nope. Whoa. They then how nothing. are they
1: even finding out about flight times and stuff? They
0: have to. They call, just show calling up at the airport. Pay, yep. They call. Like, there's a lot of stuff where they show up and they're like, "I need to get to India now." You know what I mean? Oh my like, god. It's fun. It is fun. And, and I can imagine that being on this show would be an experience. Like you're in twelve different countries in like twelve different days, and yeah, you, you know, you're like running to the Taj Mahal, like you can't even take it in. You know, so it's a lot of fun. I'm kind of I'm hooked in a way, but. I'm I'm not so hooked that it, I have to sit there and watch every second of it like I am with the old Big Brother seasons.
1: Yeah, which by the way is perfect.
0: So good. I mean Big Brother 2 is so is so good.
1: It's incredible.
0: I mean, the music is different, the narrator is different.
1: Yeah, we should talk about that in depth on another pod. Yeah,
0: maybe when we finish it, we'll talk about that's season two. That's a good two, idea. I'm sure we'll finish it in a couple days. But um, I think that's all we got for you today, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you do all those things, like give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Blows, And uh, make sure that uh, you're checking out that this Thursday we drop the next two retro recaps of the Challenge Fresh Meat. We're doing that over there on the Patreon, so make sure you get there now. If you sign up, you can listen to all of the Patreon shows that we've ever done. We started at the beginning beginning. beginning of this year so there's a bunch uh we hope you have a nice uh, week and we will talk to you next time bye